Welcome to the Community Church Podcast, your place to belong. Thanks for taking the time to tune into this week's message. I hope that it blesses and encourages you. to Matthew chapter 14 as we've been uh, on this series called Step Out 2021. That's our theme for the year, taking steps of faith, uh, actually believing and trusting that as we take, uh, initiate steps that God's going to invite us into, you know, some crazy and awesome moments. And of course, last week, you know, we talked a little bit about storms and how the perfect storm, sometimes we get the feeling if there's a storm, then it can't be, you know, God. And the truth is that sometimes the perfect storm is actually what's leading us to the perfect opportunity, that we're going to experience something. And Peter did. He stepped through the storm in order to experience something amazing in God. Well, I want to pick up again this week, and I want to talk about, you know, what trips us up, like what really trips us up. And so I want to read uh, Matthew chapter 14 again, verse uh, 23, halfway through it, and, uh, and then to verse 31. It says this, later that night, he was there alone, talking about Jesus, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by waves because the wind were, was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the water, walking on the lake. And when the disciples saw him walking on water, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, for it is I. Don't be afraid. And then Peter looks at Jesus and he says, well, Lord, if it's you, and as we've studied this, uh, the rendering could be even, since it's you, there was a sense of confidence within Peter. Tell me to come to you on water. And come, he said. And then Peter got down out of the boat and walked on water and came towards Jesus. And this is what I want you to highlight uh, this week. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and he began to sink, and he cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you, and I want you to highlight, I want you to circle that today, why did you doubt? And you know what's interesting about this word doubt here is that this word doubt is, is a, a word that, that Matthew uses a lot in his accounts that really is, is not just a, a, a sense of doubt, but it's this idea of tripping someone up. It, it's like becoming a stumbling block. Why did you stumble? What, what got in front of you, Peter? What, what, uh, you know, what tripped you up? And so today I want to talk about what really uh, at times can trip us up when it comes to following Jesus. Would you again join me in prayer and ask the Holy Spirit to give us ears uh, to hear today what God is saying. So Lord, this is your word. And God, I'm your servant, and I'm just here to share what you've laid on my heart. And God, I believe that even from that, there will be other revelations and, and things that you will speak to individuals today. I trust that. I believe that today. And so, Holy Spirit, would you come right now? I believe that you're already there. I pray that you would make yourself known, Holy Spirit, and that you would, that, that Holy Spirit, you would give us ears today to hear what God is saying. And that, God, we would have the courage to walk that out in faithfulness and obedience before you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, I don't know about you, but I'm sure you have. You've had moments in life uh, where you're just kind of walking along, you're doing your thing, and then, 
boom, something happens, right? Uh, kind of like, you know, I was watching a video the other day of someone getting upset with somebody and walking along and not realizing that there was a pole in front of them, and man, they smoked the, uh, uh, the pole and they dropped down to the ground and it was kind of funny. Um, you know, there are times in life where things get in the way. It, it reminds me, and this is, I don't know, I guess confession time. Uh, you know, as a dad, I think I've shared this story with community, but, um, you know, it really does relate. I remember when Madison, my oldest, was uh, a, a little kid, uh, and Madison's actually here uh, today helping us with the, uh, uh, the slides that you're seeing with scripture and stuff. And so when Madison was a little kid, uh, she would constantly follow me around and she was so quiet. Like I, I, sometimes I didn't even know that she was right behind me and she was always really close. And, and here's the confession and I hope, you know, like uh, statue of limitations are done with this, but, but, but I remember how many times that I open up the car door and hear this thud. You know, and then I'd look and see Madison on the ground. How many times did I come in saying, Cora, seriously, like we need to give this kid a helmet, like some body armor, you know, like get her some hockey gear because sometimes she'd be just kind of doing her thing, moving along, and then boom, the, you know, the door would hit her and she'd, you know, knock to the ground and whatever, and thankfully she's, she's good. Um, I felt horrible as a dad, so confession time, and thank you God for your forgiveness, and I, and I started to realize that, that, that I need to be more careful, and you know, of course, Madison does too, because, you know, she's just kind of walking along and then something happens. And you know, what happens in life often parallels what goes on in the spirit or in our faith journey. There are a lot of times, we know this about our, our faith journey, it's not easy to follow Jesus. And there are times where things will just happen or things will get in the way. Storms, obstacles, the enemy will, will, will come against us and we'll have moments where we're just kind of doing our thing and then boom, something will happen, it'll get in the way and it causes us to delay it causes us to have moments where, you know, maybe it interrupts our ability to follow God, maybe even gets us off track, or maybe it even gets us to not even bother to follow the call or the direction of God. I appreciate what, you know, Josh said in, in that short little interview, you know, about, you know, like just following Jesus. It's not an option, and it's not good when God's calling you to do something, but you don't do it, and Jonah's a great example of that. There are times in life where things kind of get in the way, and, and that's exactly what happened to Peter. I mean, it's really interesting to me how he stepped out of the boat. He wasn't phased by the storm at the beginning. He wasn't phased at, at the power or the strength. This storm had been going on for a long time. They have been, you know, a lot of scholars believe that they have been like paddling for a lot, a long, long time. So, so this has been going on, and, and, and so he wasn't phased at the beginning, but the moment he stepped out and he started to walk on water, then all of a sudden his eye caught the storm, his eye caught the wave, and all of a sudden he began to, you know, get discouraged, and all of a sudden he lost faith, and he began to sink, or he began to doubt. That's what Jesus looked at. As. He said, you know, he doubted, and that grabbed me this week. Because if you notice the words of Jesus in this passage, just think about what he said. He said, Peter, he said to Peter, he said, Peter, you of little faith, why did you doubt me? What got in your way? What is it that tripped, that tripped you up? You notice the, the common word in there? You. You. You know, don't get me wrong. Hear my heart today. I believe that the more we step into the things of God, and you've heard me say this 
as a church family, you know my heart. There are, there are storms, there are struggles. Some of those things are in the natural. Some of those things are attacks from the enemy and, and intentionally trying to persuade you, to uh, delay you, to get you from following Jesus. I mean, those things, yes, there are moments where the storm is really, really strong and, and it's intentional and it, and it really fights against our ability to, to, uh, to follow the purpose and the destiny that God has for us. But if I'm being completely honest, sometimes I wonder, is that really the greatest enemy that I have? Is that really the greatest threat to my ability to follow, you know, the the Lord and his way and his destiny for my life? Or sometimes, sometimes I wonder if the greatest enemy is me. And and here's why. Again, I go back to what Peter was doing. Peter was walking on water. He was experiencing God. He was was doing something miraculous under the power and the invitation of Jesus. He he talked to the Lord. I, I love that. But then all of a sudden, he took his eye off Jesus. And like Peter, all of us have those moments where it's so easy for myself, this eye, to take my eye off of where God's calling or where God is leading, where God is wanting me to go. And in doing so, what we've done is we've allowed the storm or the struggle or the wrestle or the attack of the enemy to usurp the faith and the confidence that we have in Jesus. And and instantly in that moment, what we've done is we've allowed the storm to to, uh, take our eyes off of the fact of who Jesus is. Who he is in our lives. He is the source. And I'm going to show you that in a moment. And we all know this. But I want to remind you. And I want to remind myself today. Is that we're taking steps of faith. That our source of power. And our source of authority. And our source of strength. In, in pursuing the things of God. It comes from Jesus. It is him that enables us. To accomplish our calling. It is him that gives us the power. To be what we're told in scripture. That we are. We are overcomers in Christ Jesus. And when we take our eyes off of him and we lose sight of who he is, in doing so, we lose sight of who we are in him. And so it's natural for us to then get overwhelmed and then to be delayed or pushed off or thrown off by the storm that's coming our way or that we're facing or we're in the middle of because we've taken our eye off of Jesus. And so, you know, it begs the question, What do you do? What do you do when sometimes the reason why we trip up is because of ourselves, because of losing sight of of who Jesus is? What do you do in that moment? Well, the first thing I want to say today is, is I just want to remind you that no matter what you face, no matter what failure, quote unquote, you might feel like you've had or you didn't quite fulfill what God's called you to do or you might be disappointed in yourself, I just want to stop you right there. Stop being disappointed. I I felt that this morning. I just felt like the word of the Lord just kind of stirring my heart. Stop being disappointed. Don't stop having those regrets. Stop having those moments where you're like, man, I could kick myself. I wish I could because that's the beauty of the grace and the mercy of Jesus. It is so amazing and so big and so awesome and so beyond comprehension. And that's where the grace and mercy of God kicks in in those moments. 
I love that about Jesus. I love that no matter what I go through, because he knows that I've been perfect. That's why his grace and his mercy is so powerful. Because in my imperfection, there are going to be moments where I'm striving to fulfill the purpose of God, but I'm not accomplishing it, or I fail to do it, or, or get derailed or delayed for just a bit. He knows we're imperfect. And he knows that it's a process. So cut yourself some slack this morning. It's okay. The past is the past. Even the present. But understand that God in his grace and his mercy, man, he'll bring that around. God will, God, that doesn't, it doesn't keep you from still being able to fulfill the great things that God has in store for you. But there are a couple of things that I've thought of as I was reading this passage and things that God stirred in my heart that I think we can do to help, you know, secure our focus on Jesus and not on the storm, to not allow the storm or the struggle to, you know, to usurp the faith and confidence that we have in Jesus, allowing us or giving us the ability to persevere and to overcome and to see the great and amazing things that God has for us, to walk on water. And the first thing is this, we need to focus our heart on the right thing. We've we got to focus our heart on the right things. Again, you know, we've, we've, we've read it, we've talked about it. Peter, the moment Peter took off, took his eyes off Jesus was the moment that he allowed, you know, uh, doubt and fear to push out the faith and confidence that he had in Jesus in order to ask Jesus, can I step out of the boat? Can I walk on water just like you did? Since it's you, Jesus, I love that phrase. I'm never going to forget that, by the way. Since it's you. Because it's you, can I walk on water? Can I come where you are? Yeah, come. We got to focus our heart on the right things because when we don't focus our heart on the right things, we're actually creating space or opportunity for the wrong things to fill our heart, which then we begin to lose hope. Let, let me explain. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 to 3 says this. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Highlight this. Set your heart on the things above, that is, Christ. Set your heart on the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. That picture for a moment, I want you to pause for a second. That picture in this moment is, it's, it's reminding, you know, his readers that, hey, listen, remember, keep, set your heart and your mind, your focus on Christ, where he is, he is in the position of authority. He is sitting in, on the throne. He has all authority. He has all honor. He has all power. So set your mind on those things. Set your mind on the things above and not on earthly things, for you have died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Set. Focus. Focus your heart. Focus your mind. Remind yourself of the authority. Now, here's, here's why I think this is super important. Because whatever you fix your eyes on will have the most influence on your heart. And remember, in scripture terms, the heart represents the, the center. You know, the intellect, the will, the, will, the emotions. Your, action, your actions and activity come from what's going on inside of your heart. God reminded me of that a couple of weeks ago as I've been, uh, I've been on this, um, I've been doing the uh, uh, read through the Bible in one year with Nikki Gumbel and, 
and, uh, and it's a lot of reading. And so, you know, I, I, there are days where I don't get all of it done that I got to pick up and whatever. But I remember a few weeks ago uh, reading through Matthew chapter 6. And Jesus was talking about the Pharisees and how really they are so wayward in their thinking and their heart and their attitude. Their heart wasn't centered in or focused on, on God. And there was a reason. He talked about their, their focus or their, um, their passion for materialism and, and, and legalism and not, not the heart of God. And then Jesus teaches this interesting lesson, and, and I want you to capture this because I know God used it to speak to me about what I have my eyes set on or what I'm focused on and, and, and its ability to, to affect the condition of my heart, which, which again, like I said, it's out of your heart that your actions take place. Matthew chapter 6, verse 22 and 23 says this, that the eye is the lamp of the body. And if your eyes are healthy, then your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. And if then the light within you is darkness, then how great is that darkness? And it was just a verse before this that Jesus said, hey, listen, where you're where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. That's your focal point. You know, I have, um, in my house, I have a lamp that we have in our living room that's been causing us some problems because, you know, when, when we plug it in, um, you know, the light will be on a little bit dim, and then all of a sudden, boom, it goes bright. And obviously, there's a, a short in the wiring somewhere there, and, you know, and maybe I should bug one of our friendly, you know, electricians here in the church to fix that for me, but I just haven't gotten around to it. But, um, but, but, you know, it's not working properly. And because it's not working properly, or, or let's just say I decide not to plug in a lamp, and if it's not plugged into the right source, then it, has, it affects its ability to produce for you. And in the case of, you know, this lamp, it's not, it's not working. It's like the eye. It's not healthy. And because it's not healthy, it's not giving me enough light. It's not, it's not, it's not, not bringing enough revelation, enough truth and understanding, all that kind of stuff. You see what I'm talking about here in this moment. You see what Jesus is talking about and teaching in this moment, that whatever your eyes are set on, it's like a lamp. It's going to flood and fill your heart. And it's either going to fill your heart with light or it's going to fill your heart with darkness. And if it fills your heart with darkness, darkness, then how dark will it be? And he was talking about how far the Pharisees had gone. They were so misled. They weren't the, they weren't the leaders that they were supposed to be because they set their eyes on something else. And just like Peter, you know, he took his eyes off of Jesus, the light. And the moment he did, instantly what flooded his heart, what flooded his heart was doubt and fear and anxiety. And that's what initiated going from walking on water to basically almost drowning in water. You know, when I think about this, it's so important for us to be mindful of where our eyes are focused. What are you looking at? What am I looking at? What am I consumed with? 
Am I, am I, am I, do my eyes, are my eyes fixed on his truth? Are my eyes fixed on his word? Am I, am I, am I consumed with that thought or his thought? Am I consumed with his presence? Am I looking at him and only him? And, and in doing so, you know what you're doing. You know, you're focusing on his truth. You, that's the light. And the light begins to flood your heart. And that's what produces a healthy heart. And I believe that's the very thing that will actually establish hope. And it'll establish clarity. And it'll establish the confidence and the faith. I mean, Peter, prior to this moment, the storm didn't phase him because his eyes were focused on Jesus and Jesus only. But the moment he didn't, all of a sudden his hope was gone. All of a sudden his clarity was gone. All of a sudden his confidence was gone. All of a sudden his faith was gone. Of course he's going to get overwhelmed because his heart was now open to something that was opposite of the light. Opposite of the truth. And hope and clarity and confidence and faith. All of those things are so critical to our ability to persevere through the storms as we're stepping out in faith. And here's the second thing. The second thing is about infusing our heart. And I'm going to ask Pastor Jonathan to come back here. The second thing was we need to constantly infuse or stir up our heart. You know, last, uh, this last week I've just felt, and it wasn't just in my own time with the Lord. There was, uh, we had a, a time together with our prayer partners or prayer course individuals, I should say, and and uh, just sharing what God, our last week together, we just decided to have a night of prayer and talk about what God's been laying on our hearts. And one of the things that, um, that I've been thinking about was the role of the Holy Spirit in our faith journey. And it was confirmed by them in that moment. And God reminded me of how critical it is for you and I to be mindful that it's one thing to keep our eyes on Jesus, but Jesus taught us that that relationship with the Holy Spirit is so critical to establishing the truth. But it's not just establishing the truth. It's about protecting the truth, and it's about stirring up the truth inside of us. Listen to Romans chapter 15, verse 13. It says, may, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace, in believing, and again, this is through the experience of faith, this is the Amplified, that by the power, by the ability of the Holy Spirit, you will abound in hope. That sense of hope, no matter what I'm facing, no matter what I'm going through, the Holy Spirit, by the power of the Holy Spirit, causing hope to abound inside of me. Listen to this that you will abound in hope and overflow with confidence in his, in the promises of Jesus who, that are yes and amen in Christ, the promises of God. So important. If I, want, if I want to abound in the hope, if I want to abound, if I want to be overflow in confidence and in faith, of the promises of Jesus, the teachings of Jesus, the truth of Jesus. I need the power of the Holy Spirit. And I just felt like God saying, you need to cultivate that. I felt God speaking into my spirit this week. You need to remind 
our community family, you got to remind them of how important that relationship really is. To cultivate that passion for the Spirit of God, not just internally, but for the, the gifts of the Spirit, to, to exercise the gifts of the Spirit in our community, in our homes, and in our churches, and, and, and to the people that are around us. It's by the power of the Spirit of God that we are able to have overflowing confidence. And, and can I just say this? You notice that Peter, who had the passion to step out and then walked on water, and then he doubted, and he began to sing became his own worst enemy because he lost sight of who Jesus is and in doing so lost sight of who he was. You notice after the day of Pentecost, we've talked about this so many times, you notice the difference in that Peter and the one that he gave the keys to, of authority, the keys of the kingdom to in Matthew chapter 16. It's like night and day. That's a different Peter. Why? Because now he's overflowing because of the power of the Spirit of God in the truth, in the promises of God. There's an assurance, man, but again, by the power of the Spirit of God. I love Paul's teaching again to, to, to Timothy, the, you know, this young pastor. It reminds me, and, and this is not just for Timothy as a pastor. I think this is for all of us as individuals, followers of Jesus 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13, he encourages them. He says, listen, Timothy, what you have heard from me, keep as the pattern of sound teaching, the truth, with faith and love in Christ Jesus, and guard the good deposit. You know, the, the Lord has deposited truth through his, his word, through our experience in, in him, in, the, in, in his presence. He said, guard the truth, guard the good deposit that's been entrusted to you, Timothy, to teach it, to speak it, to live it out, to believe it. And listen to the last part that Paul says to Timothy. He says, now guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. It's those moments where the Spirit of God nudges us or alerts us when we hear something or read something and it's in conflict with the scripture we need to follow through on that nudge it's those moments where we sense the holy spirit saying don't do that or don't go there or maybe you shouldn't be watching this or maybe you shouldn't be listening to this and that might seem simple to you but that's really how simple it needs to be it's not complicated it's not rocket science doesn't have to be so overwhelming when we just walk up the simplicity of his word. Even yesterday as I was sitting, catching up on my reading, on Saturday morning just downstairs, like everybody else, I got nowhere else to go. And so I got some coffee and I sat down and started catching up on some of my reading and and then I started listening to uh, 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 an album that I had downloaded on Spotify. And at the tail end of one of the songs, 
the worship leader began to sing, you know, that old, old chorus, turn your eyes upon Jesus. And the things of this world will grow strangely dim in light, in light of who he is, in light of his grace and his mercy. And as I sat there, I just, I was reminded and I wrote it down because I was like, I got to share that on Sunday. Turn your eyes on Jesus and watch the things of this world. Watch the struggles. Watch the, the, the attack of the enemy grow strangely dim in light of his mercy and his grace, in light of his power, in light of his authority today. Would you join me in prayer? Thanks for listening in to this week's message. Be sure to follow us on all social media to stay updated with everything Community Church. Also check us out at www.com.